Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. It's our storylines, our best bets, our one and done. And it's a very special episode because joining me to break it all down, coming to you all the way from the PGA show in Orlando, Florida. Look at these two, Doug Bell, Kyle Porter. Doug, good to see you. It's been a while. Rick, it has been a long time. I, I can honestly say I've missed you, my man. I, I know you made a move to Vegas, but it's okay for me to tell you I miss you, right? I miss you as well. It's good to see you. We're going to talk plenty about this event. Kyle Porter, I see you all the time. It's still good to see you, brother. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say, we, we haven't missed each other, but it is good to talk. We've got... Uh, I think we've, I think I saw a Zamboni go go past us in the shot behind us. So we've got a we've got a lot going on at the PGA show. But uh, fun to talk some farmers. Uh, this is such a it, it's it's. I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. There, there are so many opening days in golf. It's Safeway. It's Hawaii. This is like this feels like the last opening day. Uh, maybe you could throw the Masters in there also. But this is like obviously as Mark knows, big time CBS. Yeah, a, a huge field. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm excited about this week. Yeah, we'll have to get the what the world's new greatest golf gadgets are from you at some point uh, in this show. Mark Immelman rounds out our group for today. Mark, welcome. How's it, boys? Thanks. Uh, good to be with you guys. Kind of envious of the two boys down there in Orlando, Florida. Uh, had a good time down there a few years ago with KP. Um, uh, but enjoy it down there, folks. Uh, Rick and I are on our way to Torrey Pines. So it'll be a, a toss-up to uh, really to see who's got the best of the gigs here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the chat is already lighting up. KP, David wants to uh, see you uh, live stream yourself shooting a 96 on a simulator down there at the PGA show. You think you can pull that off? That's awesome. Very, very. Uh, I, I, of all the people that are in our live chat, that's the person that I would pick would would, uh, would underrate or actually maybe overrate my my uh, my golf skills. So thanks, David. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, David seems to have a, a special place in his heart for you. But listen, if you want to be active in the chat, go ahead and drop your winner along with your Twitter or Instagram handle because we are giving away one hundred dollars to Paramount Plus. That's right. So leave a comment with your Twitter handle, with your Instagram handle. Make sure that you're following at First Cut Pod, and we will select, by the end of the show, a winner to give out that $100 code to because, Mark, this is 
it's a big CBS week, isn't it? You know, the, the, the reason we're going Wednesday to Saturday is because CBS is going to have coverage of Torrey Pines. It's going to lead right into Sunday with the Bengals and the Chiefs. There's a Super Bowl berth on the line. This is a big week. It is a big week, and my phone was blowing up Monday morning after that electric broadcast Sunday evening uh, with the Chiefs and the Bills going down to it, and that was a CBS show, and and everyone was so fired up about it and the finish and the ratings, and and I was down there in, uh, in, in the broadcast with Doug Bell for PGA Tour Live, but you're right. It kicks off CBS Golf's week, and we're all excited. Our producer, Seller Shire, has got new things to unveil in the show, but I will let you guys know that you guys who love statistics, you may want to pay attention to leaderboards and stuff like that, because that may be an addition. Uh, Amanda Balionis will have a different setup, and our on-course crew is adding one. Uh, we're bringing Colton Nost into the mix, so it'll be, it's Dottie and myself and Colton Nost out there. So I'm jacked. I'm on my way tomorrow morning. We're on Friday, Saturday, and I'm looking really forward to it. Yeah, I think Amanda's now in a space shuttle is the kind of setup that she has now with all the technology that she's going to have access to. And Doug, it's really interesting because every time I see – go ahead, Kyle. Uh, how many strokes do you get from Colt? Uh, we've never played golf together. Well, uh, our, our communion time is normally after the broadcast with uh, a libation or two in hand. That's, that, that's, that's how we spend time. <laughs> That's, that's probably the way to do it. Doug, every time I see a press release, every time I see something, it's it's record viewership. This number is up year over year. It seems like not only is golf more popular than it's ever been, but more people are flipping on the television, finding a way to, to get coverage of it and, and rooting on their favorite golfers. Well, Rick, you're right. And, and you know, it's amazing when you think about the, uh, the pandemic, the COVID shutdown, right? And I think that was, in a weird way, a positive for golf because it got more viewers at that time than at any other time because all the other sports were shut down. And I think people realize that golf's a cool sport. Uh, the athletes, the golfers themselves are, are kind of cool customers who have personality. And, and here we are. Uh, I think golf's in a great a great, uh, uh, it's in a great spot right now with all the young people coming up. And then you still have the old stalwarts. Like, obviously, we're hoping Tiger comes back. But Phil was out last week. And it's always fun to see Phil play. Uh, he's a great ambassador to the game. But, yeah, the game of golf right now is so, so healthy. And we're here at the Merchandise Show. And starting tomorrow, of course, behind us now, it's still getting set up. <laughs> but tomorrow, it's just going to be thousands and thousands of people here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to be a part of the game right now. Uh, not only... Uh, on the ground level here, but on the professional level. I, I feel lucky to be out inside the ropes following these guys. Well, and it's also the first week, this week at Torrey, which uh, you guys will probably see when you're out there, uh, Mark and Rick. It's the first week, I think, of like major production on the Netflix show uh, that they're yeah. they're going to be filming sure. out there and doing interviews. So obviously we won't see that for a year, but I, I've been fascinated by just what's going to come out of that. How is that going to change, I, I, you know, it could be there, there's a wide range of outcomes there. I'm hopeful for it. I think it, it could be incredible, but this is kind of like, again, like the, the it feels like the entrance into this run through uh, the end of, of uh, September uh, yeah. with, the, with the tour championship. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome stuff and no better place to kick it all off than 
Tory Pines, which has a special place in its heart for a couple of golfers in the field. Let's start with the two guys that hoisted trophies KP at Tory Pines last year. Patrick Reed did it at the Farmers Insurance Open in what I would describe as maybe controversial fashion. And John Rahm did it at the U.S. <laughs> Open in what I would define as not controversial at all. He's the best player in the world fashion. This is a site that had... Um, as you know, and I'm sure in writing in your book, a lot of through lines for the season last year. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, you know, interestingly, you bring up Rom at the U.S. Open. Rom also got a drop, remember, right by that endocrinology building yeah. up the left side on nine where he hits it way off the property. Somehow gets a drop. I guess it wasn't way off the property, but it was beyond a, at least one fence. Gets a drop, goes on to win the U.S. Open. But you know, I think revisiting the the one-year anniversary of, of what happened with Reed last year, I, I was going, I was actually going back watching some videos of it uh, earlier this week, reading about just all the details of it. It was such a mess. I mean, the yes. whole thing was just, uh, it, it was it was fun to cover. There was a ton of content. It was a it was a nightmare to try to figure out to figure out exactly what happened. That's going to be a talking point this week. Patrick Reed's had a ton of success at this golf course. He plays really well at Torrey Pines. He didn't play well in the opener uh, at uh, Tournament of Champions a couple weeks ago. So I think that especially if he makes the cut and maybe he's in it on the weekend or I guess on Friday and Saturday, the new weekend <laughs> that we're introducing this week, that's going to be a big deal. That'll be a talking point throughout the week. And then obviously Rom. Uh, Doug, I was looking at uh, the 2017. So if you look at these five events at Torrey Pines, 2017 Farmers, which he won, right. 2019 Farmers, 2020 Farmers, and 2021 Farmers, and then also the 2021 U.S. Open. So those five events, he's lost to 11 guys total at those five events. He's won two of them. He finished second in another. He finished, I think, sixth in another and fifth in another. So He's been lights out at this golf course, and, uh, you know, obviously he's playing. I mean, for him to finish, what did he finish last week? T11, yeah. I think. That's his worst. That's his second worst finish since the PGA Championship last year. He was T11. It's not like he, it's not like he finished T50 or T40. So he's just playing at a, at a level where the floor is so high, and he has so much success at this golf course that it's hard, it's hard to envision a scenario this week in which he's not a, a huge factor. And, you know, he um, last week he was caught uh, audio wise. He was very upset uh, <laughs> yes. and he didn't like the setup. He doesn't like the setup, guys. <laughs> I mean, Mark's laughing. You heard that audio. Um, he doesn't like a setup where it is. He considered it a putting contest. Yes. He likes it. Where there was more. Some, that, that was part of what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, and, and obviously he played there for a reason. I mean, he's tied in with Phil yeah. and the whole deal. And it was great to have the number one player in the world at that event last week. Uh, but this is more his deal. I mean, this is a difficult oh, setup. Yeah. He's the best player in the game. He has no holes in his game, no weaknesses in his game. As you mentioned, since 2017, he's 51 under par. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 astounding at Torrey Pines. So I can't wait to watch him play. Loves the city. It's his favorite city. It's where he asked his wife to get married. It's where they came back after the wedding in Spain and had a second ceremony. Uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good karma. Yeah. For John, Ron I think there. I think the only thing. One thing that works against you there, it's it, it's he's done everything you can do there. You win a U.S. Open there, yeah. it's like okay, it, it it might be hard to go back and be like, oh, I guess I'll yeah, anticlimactic. Yeah, you yeah. just you don't have maybe like the 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 nerd the energy that you would have if you hadn't conquered that place before. But 
I mean, this is a course where we've seen guys dominated over the years. Phil's won three times. Tiger's won seven times. Jason Day's won a couple times. Right. So it's a course that seems to fit certain guys that win. Like, they win it a lot. It's not like it's not like a player's championship where you get a new guy every year and it's rare that you get a multiple-time winner. This is a place where it's rare that you don't have uh, somebody that's won it before. So I, I think that's interesting. And, and, Rick, let me just say one thing about Patrick Reed. Uh, in the final analysis of what happened a year ago, he didn't do anything wrong. At, at the time, <laughs> everybody, to him. social media was going crazy, right? So in the final analysis, when you look at the rules, he didn't do anything wrong. And no other player, other than maybe Tiger, could have sustained that social media barrage that happened yeah. for those two days. I mean, nobody. And Patrick Reed somehow just blocked it out and went out and won. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing performance. High five. I still think mentally he is the toughest golfer. When Tiger's out there, yes. But when Tiger's not playing, Patrick Reed is the mentally toughest player in professional golf. I don't think there's any question. Hey, Rick, I'd like to add something just real fast to, <clears throat> to pardon me, to the whole putting thing. With last week, obviously, it's one of those endeavors where the greens were so perfect that it was about putts made. But year in and year out on the Poania greens at San, in San Diego, on the north and the south course, really, the north course is a little better putting surface-wise than the south course is. But last um, from last year, I saw a statistic that there was only one golf course on the PGA Tour that had more three-putts on average than the south course did. And that was Wingfoot in a U.S. Open where the greens were fast, they were sloping, it was just devilish. And the thing to Ram now, I guess, at San Diego where it had so much success Torrey Pines, in a funny way, is a putting contest, and you're trying to avoid three putts. You're trying to avoid short misses on those Poanya greens late in the day, and he somehow has done an incredible job of doing so. And you can just look back to that putt he made on the final green for Eagle en route to his first victory. That thing moved in like six directions from the back of the green and tumbled in on the last revolution. So it's a strange deal. You've got to hit it around these two golf courses. That's for sure. You can go to the bank on that, but you've got to be able to survive inside of five feet because that will wear you out mentally. I think I've accounted for a large portion of those three putts myself at Torrey Pines, Mark. So it is no surprise that uh, the, the professionals are also struggling in that way. There's another golfer at the top of the betting board who is very familiar with Torrey Pines, Doug Bell, it is Xander Shoffley. He has estimated that he has played this course at least 100 times. San Diego kid, went to high school right there, played it all the time. But you wouldn't have known that from his first handful of trips to Torrey Pines where he just missed cut after missed cut. Now he started to figure it out, a runner-up finish last year, and then another top 10 at the U.S. Open. This might be kind of a turning point moment for, for Xander and Torrey Pines. Yeah, I, I think so, Rick. Um, expectations. It, you know, it's a funny word, especially in sports, and it affects golfers. It affects baseball players, football players, basketball players. When you have those expectations, it really is a burden. And I think he felt that uh, having grown up. Obviously, he loves the cities from there. Uh, this was his course in high school, in junior golf. I mean, it is a public golf course. If you live out there, it doesn't cost much to play. If you don't live there, it costs a lot to play. But, um, yeah, I, and I think when he was out there for a few years, Rick, family and friends are outside the ropes. And as a young golfer, I think that adds even more pressure. And, and it's real. It really is. I mean, those guys feel it. It's an intense feeling. 
so I think it took him a little while to get comfortable. And I think we saw that last year uh, where he finished second. And when he won the gold medal, I think that elevated him to a different level. And we think of him now as, as right there on the verge of being a superstar in the game. Needs to win a little more, Rick. Yeah. You know, he hasn't won a lot. And it could happen this week. We'll see. He's going to feel pressure, but I think he can handle it now. I think that's the bottom line. All that he's been through, playing this multiple times in his hometown, I think now finally he can just sit back and go, you know what? <sighs> in fact, he's big enough now where somebody else handles all the passes and all the tickets for him. So he just kind of goes back and plays. And I, I think it'll be a great week for Xander. Well, I, I agree that he needs to win more. I was actually, as you were talking, I was just looking up uh, the guys that, uh, on data golf, who who play the best on this golf course? Obviously, Rom is number one. Right. He gains about two and a half strokes per round. Uh, this is just at the South Course. Doesn't take into account the North Course. Uh, Brand Snedeker's number two, which is interesting. He's won there before. Yeah, uh, this is minimum ten rounds. Right. So guys that have played there a decent amount. Finau, no surprise, number three. And then Xander, even for the missed cuts that he's had, which that did happen like in a weird way early on in his career, but you throw in a U.S. Open that I, I think he finished in the top 10 or 15 he was top 10. off the top of my right. head. Right. Um, he's number four out of everybody in this field, which is a little surprising given, given how little success he had there early on. Uh, I know he finished second here to read, or he was tied for second to read last year. He was five back. So it wasn't really that close, but, Man, he hasn't won a regular PGA Tour event in over three years now. It's been since 2019 Tournament of Champions. And there's not a lot of guys that we consider elite players that go that go that long. 36 months without right. winning. Now, you can say the Olympics. He won the shadow leaderboard at the Tour Championship a couple years ago. But you got you got to win some PGA Tour events, you know. And, and so that's – Rick and I talk about this all the time. That's what we always go back to with Xander is – you got to win. You got to win. You got to win. And and uh, I, I could see it happening this week. He, he's had, you know, his trajectory at Torrey Pines is uh, it, it's pointed upward. Okay, tough look for me Rick. being on mute. First Come time on. podcasting. I thought Jesus, we lost man. You. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, Mark, well, I'm glad you, you put a final bow. Thank you. Final bow here on Xander <laughs> Shoffley. Do you think he feels that same pressure to win a? "Quote unquote real PGA Tour event or a major championship in the way that I am guilty of putting on him." No, no, <laughs> and I'll tell you why not. Because you know, winning that Olympic Games in in Tokyo with his family um, on hand, especially his extended family—I think it was his mom's mom and dad—who had never ever watched him play—that was a huge deal. And and yes, the PGA Tour victories is kind of how one defines oneself. But I remember speaking with Justin Rose for. You know, the year after he won his gold medal down in Rio, he had the gold medal with him all of the time. So it's a big deal. Now, does it earn you FedEx Cup points and a whole lot of money? No, no, no. But it's a win, and he beat the field, no matter the strength of the field, really. Now, does he want to play well in San Diego? Yeah, I'm certain he does. He wants to play well everywhere. And the thing about the South Courses, all that experience around there, you know, experience amounts to that much if you show up and you're not playing that well especially around the south course where it'll really expose you ball striking wise the fairways are narrow that kikuyu rough is punitive and you get a few putts bouncing and all of a sudden you shoot 73 or four or five without even blinking an eye so this is the kind of place where 
you come in no matter how many times you've played it, no matter how many times or how much experience you have, you better show up and you better bring all of your game. And not just ball striking T to green, you've got to be able to make saves when it means something. Because the greens are small, they're kind of bouncy at times, they're perched up a little bit, so you get balls releasing off the surfaces too. So the, 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 the scrambling, the reacting, the recovery stuff around here is a big deal too. And the players statistically don't do that well in that category. So if he wants to play well, he must hit it like he can. But he's got to get around the greens and do work. And then that experience that he has, the green reading and all that sort of stuff, I think that'll stand him in good stead. I've got a take. You ready for this, Rick? Oh, boy. Yeah, there we go. I think, it's, I think it's harder to win the American Express than to win the Olympics. I think... I think what Hudson Swafford did last week is more impressive than what Xander did at the Olympics. You're right. That is a take. <laughs> <laughs> look up the uh, look up the strength of field. Look up the strength uh, was, of field at both events. I bet the American, I bet the American Express field is has. I bet it's a stronger field than what we saw. I mean, there's guys, there's like 17 guys at the Olympics that can actually contend. It was last week's strength of field was 321. The Olympics was, uh, I have it right here, 319. So basically dead even. But well, technically, the American Express okay. was two Wait, points you, harder. You, 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 need, you, need to, you need to let me say something here. You know, now we're just looking and we're considering what happens between the ropes. You go to the Olympics, they were tested for COVID like four times in the airport when they arrived there. Then you're in a bus in route to the player's um, living area, the athlete's living area, which apparently wasn't really comfortable. And a number of the golfers stayed in there because of the COVID protocols. So it's an entirely different deal to cruising into Palm Springs, staying in your house on the golf course, hanging with your friends, you know, that sort of deal. The Olympic games off the course was a big deal. Now on the course, yes, the field wasn't that strong and 20 guys could have won, but you've still got to win. You still have to hit the shots when it means something. And to his well, credit, that's what we're saying. Coming down the stairs, that's a, coming that's down a, the, the. That's the whole thing that we're saying is that you got to win at a at a, and I. Yeah, but I I'm, like I'm, I'm responding to your take Olympics. about the American Express being harder to win than the Olympics. It is. Go they were uncomfortable at the rental houses. <laughs> that's why the Olympics is hard to win. Come on. Let's move along, Rick. Let's move along. All right. Here's what I've got for you. I've got $100 to Paramount Plus. Uh, make sure that your Twitter handle, Instagram handle is in the chat right now. We'll give that out before the end of the show. While you're there, you might as well just hit the like button. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. We've got to get to our best bets. We've got to get to our one and done picks. And we've got a doozy of a nationality selection from Mark coming up. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. 
and our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Okay, Mark. So this is something we've been doing for the last couple of weeks where you go out and you pick a nationality bet from our friends over at Caesars and you are two and one in these. Uh, so you, you've, you're off to a good start. And usually we would play the national anthem and we would make terrible guesses at trying to figure out who your pick is. We don't have a national anthem this week, but I'm sure you've still picked somebody uh, that we're hopefully going to be able to make fools of ourselves trying to get. <laughs> well, my pick really comes on the heels of having watched him play a little bit last week. And so that's a clue to to the guys who are going to try and guess who it is. Um, I like where things were going. Uh, it looked really pretty sound to me. The problem with no nationality, with, with no national anthem available you're going to pitch some uh, some clues to the boys there so they can have a guess. So go ahead. That's right. That's right. So Doug and KP, I, I know the answer to this. So this is just for you guys. Uh, I'm going to give you fun facts about this country, and then we'll figure it out. So here we go. I'll start, I'll start hard, and then we'll work our way up. Um, this country has over 60 separate wine regions. I don't think that's going to help you. How about this? 90% of its residents live along the coast. Any guesses so far? Okay. It, the golfer? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. We can start with country. Golfer. No. Uh, Francisco Molinari. No, we are. Okay, <laughs> let me give you more. We are not in the right country yet, gentlemen. So let me see what else we've got going on here. Um, it is a population. Of about 26 million, the prime minister currently Scott Morrison. And it's known for its kangaroos. Does that help? Oh, come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Scott Morrison sounds like a corn fairy tour player. So we're picking a golfer, right? From Australia? Yes, you are. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Leishman. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Right, Mark, Mark? Leishman? No. It wasn't Mark Leishman. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Mark Leishman. Adam, Doug, you should be paying attention. Who were we covering uh, a little bit last week? Um, well, we co I covered a lot of people last week. Let me see. An um, Australian with some pretty decent history around Tory Pines. Jason Day. Yes, there, yeah, there you go. Day. There's your but guy. Plus 320. Mark 3.2 to 1 on your money. Yeah, I was watching him play last week. He's been working with Chris Como, and they've made some adjustments to the golf swing. The leg action's more underneath him. He's rotating his hips a little bit more to alleviate the, the pressure put on the lower back. And, and, and But for you know a few situations where he just didn't make the putts that meant something, he was looked really solid to me, and there were lots of smiles. And he's going to Torrey Pines, where he's had a, a whole lot of success. So, so I'm really hot in Jason Day this week. 
Jason Day, top Aussie, plus 320 over at Caesar Sportsbook. That is Mark's nationality pick of the week, which now allows us to enter our best bets segment. And KP, we'll start with you here. You've opted for a top 10 wager. What's your best bet? Yeah, I I feel like people in the chat have given me a hard time about this before, and I, I deserve it because I feel like my default best bet is JT is JT to finish in the top 10. Um, and that's what I, uh, that's what I like, uh, this week as well is plus plus one sixty three. The thing about JT is, uh, so he finishes, he's finished in the top five in four of his last six PGA tour events. And he hasn't, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, Rick, he hasn't really putted that well. Um, I worry about the putting a little on the Poana at, at Tory, but, uh, he's just, he's been kind of, he's had some really good finishes, even though he's, he's kind of flown under the radar in those, in those top five. So it's, it's four out of his last, uh, six PJ tour events have ended in top five finishes. And, uh, he, his, his floor is just so extraordinarily high. He starts horribly at the tournament of champions ends up, to, uh, on Sunday finishing in the top five there as well. So. Uh, I, I like where his his ball striking is, where his tee to green game is, and I, I like this number at plus one sixty three better than a Rom who's playing, you know, a little bit better than JT, but the number's just so much shorter. So, for all those reasons, I like JT to finish in the top ten this week. Yeah, and the guy driving the vehicle behind you is giving you honks and support. He also likes that Justin Thomas to finish inside <laughs> the top 10, plus 163. I'm going with Hideki Matsuyama over Daniel Berger. I love DB straight vibing. I'm just not sure that fade that he hits is a perfect setup for Tory Pines. I'm excited for him next week at Pebble Beach. But Doug Bell, you are so excited for golf that you'd a- you actually want to get more of it. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and Rick, here's the deal. Uh, the field is absolutely loaded. I mean, this is, this is a magnificent field. In Hawaii, it was a birdie fest last week. Uh, in Palm Springs, another birdie barrage. Uh, this is not going to be that. This is going to be a challenge for the best players in the world and with this great field. I thought it was a great bet. It was, it was plus 300, but they had a booster. Uh, it's now plus 325 that the event ends in a playoff. And I'm telling you, sprinkle some dollars on that bet. We're going to have extra golf come uh, come Saturday. The Saturday finish, we'll have extra golf, which would be great because it won't interfere with football if it goes five, six holes. Take advantage of the booster. Yeah, it's the the plus 325 booster. booster. Get your booster. The booster, we got to sprinkle. Yeah, we don't playoffs especially for uh waste management when it starts going into the super bowl that's always the worst but this week it's it's okay here (laughs) we can get we can get away with it and mark uh to probably no one's surprise you've been hot with the nationality bets you are hitting us with another best bet that is of the nationality variety yeah because i don't want to see extra time on saturday afternoon we'd like to get out of there thank you very much um yeah but i'm going with justin rose who also um, to me, at the American Express bar, a double and a triple he had finished in the, the top 30s, I think it was. And the golf swing to me looked really sound. It looked like he was finding some traction and, and sort of getting back to some of the form that we've seen him have through the years. And, and he's always been a prolific ball striker. The, the putting has been really sharp over the last few seasons. Hey, and Torrey Pines, man, the last over the last four years, he's had three top 10s, including a win. So uh, sign me up for Justin Rose at plus 115. Incidentally, I didn't think 
that GB and I segment, all the players in that uh, in that group were that strong. So I think Justin Rose is the uh, pick of the litter. The pick of the litter, Justin Rose, plus 115 to come away as the top GBNI player. Okay, gentlemen, we can roll on through our expert picks. This is our sleeper section, our top 10, and our picks to win. It's pretty eclectic. There is not much overlap here, I think, really at all. Uh, Mark, I'll just stay right here with you, and we'll start with our sleeper. Yours is 66 to 1. Yeah, and Lanto Griffin played nicely last week and, and he underrated low-key, as Carl would say. He's got a very good record around Tory Pines. And he hits a heavy ball. You know, the thing about Tory on the coastline there is the the air is moist. The ball doesn't really travel very far in the mornings or late in the afternoons. And he hits the thing hard. And and he's he's done a whole lot of work with a, a little uh, um, a digital wristwatch, wrist monitor, the, the tracks swing data, like your swings path and, and your hand speed and stuff like that. And it, he's really started to get a little uh, form with the ball striking to to build on what he's been doing. So, yeah, I think Griffin, the way he's playing right now, is is a bit of a steal at 66 to 1. Lonto Griffin, 66 to 1. I'm going with Ryan Palmer. Played well in his most recent start. Has great history at Farmers. He too, 66 to 1. Doug Bell, you'll continue the trend of sleepers at 66 to 1 because your sleeper is who, please? Well, Justin Rose. Uh, now, here's a guy, uh, top five in 2017, top 10, 2018, won it in 2019. So he loves the golf course. And last week, uh, played very well in his first tournament of the new year. Uh, the second round at the stadium course, he had a triple bogey and a double bogey in that round. Shot only one over 73, so he had a lot of birdies. Tied for 33rd last week. I saw some good stuff. I was with Mark, and we were calling a lot of shots at Justin Rose. I think he's a great sleeper bet this week. I was I looking for this. Uh... Sorry, KP. I was looking for this uh, Justin Rose little nugget here because Mark had got him for top GB and I. The ball striking yeah. round that Rose had in the final round last week, the fourth round of the American Express, that was his second best ball striking round since the start of 2020. The only one better round one at the Masters when he jumped out and got off to that hot start. So that's kind of the form that we're seeing from Justin Rose. Sorry about that, KP. No, I was just I, – I don't uh, I don't have any recollections of Rose winning this event in 2019. Yeah. I don't know why I don't – who did he Who did he beat? Do I well, I, I think the thing about that, I think he, he'd switched golf clubs. Uh, and he went out and won. That's right. And everybody's like, wow. Yeah, and he can right. win with any club. That's and then, right. of course, he went on this down swoon. Yeah, yeah. And eventually got rid of those clubs. Yeah. Peace but, out, Hanma. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope, I hope they're not somewhere here working behind oh, us. Oh, I'm sure they're here somewhere. Uh, I've got uh, Tom Hoagie. Hoagie, I, and I mentioned this, Rick, on Thursday of last week. He was he had played well in the first round at uh, at Palm Springs, and he was still like, what was he, uh, twenty to one or something to win? And, and I was like, man, he he's been hitting the ball really well. He's been good from tee to green. He actually plays pretty well at Torrey Pines. Like if you look at his strokes gained at Torrey Pines compared to what he normally does on the PGA Tour, it's a little bit better. He, he plays better at Torrey Pines than he does at most places. I think because Torrey, you know, we've talked about it, rewards ball striking. Uh, obviously, he played great last week at Palm Springs. Uh, he's on a, a pretty good run. I mean, some of his strokes gained from tee to green numbers are up there with Scheffler and Finau and Bryson and Xander over – 
his last 20 rounds on tour. So uh, love him at 80 to one. Um, we see it so often. I wish I had a number on this. It would be very difficult to go find a number. But when a guy knocks on the door, knocks on the door, knocks on the door, and then finally breaks through and then falls off after that. Uh, so I could see that happening uh, this week at, at Tory. Tom Hoagie finished fifth here in 2020, finished T12 here in 2018. couple of good results for Mr. Hoagie. Okay, top 10 locks. Mark, we'll shoot this one back to you. And, ooh, you have a very interesting top 10 lock, my friend. Where are you going? I just think it's time that he started play, putting it all together, really, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, I, I've been looking forward to watching him play ever since the conversation with him in in early December last year. And and he's going back to a place where I think he's got a point to prove, given the, not even the misstep, just the, the hemorrhage he had over the final hour and a half, two hours there at the US Open last year. So I, I feel like Bryson, the way he drives it, the strength he has from this Kikuyu rough is an advantage, definitely. And if these greens firm up any, and the forecast is supposed to be good, coming in from high on the approach shots is always a good idea because the the Paonia greens don't typically spin very much like you would see a bent or a rice surface. So the ball tends to get some tennis ball hop. So if the ball's coming in from high, I, I, I like the high ball hitter. That's why you've seen Jason Day and company play well around here. So I'm going for DeChambeau to do something. DeChambeau to finish inside the top 10 at the Farmers plus 240. Kyle, you've actually chosen a top 10 with much longer odds. Who is your top 10 pick, please? Yeah, I normally go with the favorite as my top 10, so I figured I'd go completely the other direction this week and take Francesco Molinari. Uh, he played great at Palm Springs yeah. last week, finished in the top 10 there. Uh, he's played really well, maybe surprisingly so. I maybe not surprisingly, but he's he's played really well at Torrey uh, over the course of his career. And I love the number. I mean, I think so often it's like, oh, I, I got to find somebody who I'm is guaranteed going to finish in the top 10. And for that, you would take a ROM or a JT or whatever. But I, I just, I like him at, at plus 650. I think that's a fair uh, number for somebody who's who played really good golf last week at, at PGA West. Six and a half to one to finish inside the top 10 for Francesco Molinari. Go ahead and drop your Twitter handle, your Instagram handle. We're giving away a hundred bucks uh, to Paramount Plus. So make sure that you are entered to win that so you can get access to all that great content. Doug Bell, you and I have chosen the same top 10 lock. So please tell the people why. Well, well, first off, that Paramount Plus, am I eligible for that $110? Can I get in there? We can probably we can probably get you some some access to Paramount Plus. The, the reason, oh, you, you probably can. I don't well, think I can. The reason I say that, Rick, is because last week <laughs> the, the football was on while I was calling golf, and so I was on my phone, kind of secretly trying to get the and and I had to have a Paramount Plus like account or something, right? I think he was on his phone trying to trying to watch mm. the golf and had the had the football. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, uh, well, anyway, we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah, John Rom since 2017, 51 under par. I mean, that pretty much says it all. Tony Finau is second in that category, by the way, 46 under par, if you're thinking about Finau. But John Rum loves the place. Uh, again, it is a difficult track, and it weeds out the pretenders. And John Rum loves the place, loves the city. Uh, I mean, there's just so many good vibes there. The tougher the golf course, the better for John Rahm. Uh, he has no weaknesses in his game. I mean, Rick, 
it's an absolute lock that he on Sunday is going to be right there on the first page of leaderboard going for the win. Needless to say, a top 10. I'm I'm with you, brother. I completely agree. And Mark, I know you do as well, because we'll enter our winners section here, our picks to win, and you can drop your pick to win in the chat and get yourself an opportunity to win access to Paramount Plus. Mark, your pick to win. It's the big boy. It's John Rom. Yeah, I've sort of been beating the drum a little bit over the last few weeks. And last week was a disappointment, disappointment pardon me, because he didn't pull it through there. But it's the non-putting contest this week, as he was referencing last week. And, and he's also talked about this deep sort of connection um, that he has with Torrey Pines and the area of San Diego uh, off the golf course. You know, he, he got engaged here. He, he says the golf course is very similar to the golf courses he plays back home in, in northern Spain. And, and just everything about the place sets him in a good mindset to when he gets there, just do what he does on in between the ropes, and which is just trap. And so I feel like it's more of the same ball striking wise. The Pioneer Greens mitigate putting skill, really, to be truthful. And and the fact that he's won a major over there, he's first. He's won Torrey Pines before, and he's just comfortable around the place. I think it's time now for him to pull off, a, off another win. If he does, it'll be 7-1 to one on your money. I'm going with Tony Finau. I think this is a course that not only rewards his driving ability, but it is statistically the best putting course on the PGA Tour for him. He's putted absolutely beautiful on these Poana Greens, so hopefully he can continue that this week. KP, you have gone with DB. Did you do that because uh, it's an initials thing? <laughs> no. I just call him <laughs> Vibin anyway. I just forego the DB and just call him Vibin. Uh, he's been vibing. He's been, uh, I had it pulled up. Of all the guys in this field, his last 20 rounds, he's number one in, from T to green. I mean, he's been, Rick and I have talked about this a ton. He's been so underrated with the way he's hitting the ball. Uh, he hit it great in, uh, at Kapalua. He didn't putt at all, and he still finished, uh, I think he was top 10 there. But I just, I don't know. He's going to, if he's playing at this level, he's going to stumble into some wins at some point. And I think that people, people are not like you're getting numbers on him. He shouldn't be 22 to one. He should be, he should be at a Xander number. I mean, I think, I think Daniel Berger and Xander are playing at the same level right now. And Xander's game probably overall is, is, is more complete. It has fewer holes, I, I guess I would say, but if you look statistically, I mean, they're kind of, I don't know if you have any of that pulled up in front of you, Rick, but they've kind of been the same guy for a while now. And uh, I just, I, I like it at 22 to one. I think that's a good number. He's not going to be scared of anybody on Friday, Saturday. If he gets into, I mean, kind of what we saw last year where it's like, you got these big names, you got Finau, Hovland, Reed kind of going at it. Berger, Berger's not walking into that worried about any of those guys. We saw that at the right of yeah. cup. He, he wants he wants to take down anybody there. So if he can kind of get past those first two rounds and get himself into that that kind of situation, I, I love his chances to win this tournament. Daniel Berger, Xander Shoffley both do it in a fashion that is well-rounded. They do not rely on one, one specific skill, nor do they have one deficiency in their game. 22-1 to 1 for DB this week. And, Doug, that leaves your pick to win, which at 28-1 to 1 is the longest odds of the picks that we have out here. So I appreciate your willingness to go there. Who's your pick to win? Well, Scotty Scheffler, uh, last week at the American Express, now, that was his uh, first term of the new year. 
Uh, so he's has some ring rust. Ted Scott's on the bag. Bubba Watson's old caddy, which I think is is I think that's a good team. And then Scheffler to make the cut. He goes to the par five 16th on the stadium course, hits it over the green with a second shot. I, I've seen people time and time again all week hit it up on the hill, roll down to their feet. He chips it in for Eagle. And then Birdie's 18 to make the cut. So that showed me a lot of, all right, he's taking this pretty seriously. Uh, I love the way he came back. And I interviewed him in Mayacoba down in Mexico after the Ryder Cup deal. And to hear him describe what that did for his mental approach to the game, it made him feel so confident, so good. He knows he can do it. It's not a matter of if Scotty Scheffler is going to win. It's when is he going to win. It could happen any week. That's why I love these odds. You got to go with Scheffler because he's going to cash in. And he's a guy who likes tough golf courses. I think 28 to 1 is a, whoo, I love yeah, that bet for Scotty Scheffler. I like that. Yeah. 28 to 1 on Scotty Scheffler for Doug. I'm going with Tony Finau, 25 to 1. Kyle Porter, he's going with Daniel Berger, 22 to 1. And Mark is going with John Rahm at 7 to 1, which, gentlemen, leaves us with one final thing to do before we get out of here. It's to give our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick oh. break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. One and done. Okay, as we tend to do, we are going to work our way up from the bottom of the board. Unfortunately for Sia Najad, he currently sits at the bottom of the board, 983,324. He, this week, is going with Sung J.M. He's the only person to use Sung J.M. this week, so he's going to have an opportunity to make up some ground. Kyle Porter, you have just crested the million-dollar mark. You are working hard to remove yourself from the basement and move up this board. Who would you like to ride at Torrey Pines? Well, I know Doug is is kind of new to this. These are actually our salaries. Doug. I know. So this is I don't know what wow. what your deal with CBS is, but this is annually. Mark obviously the most talented, <laughs> the most experienced. So he's he's at the top and it's I I obviously need to renegotiate. And <laughs> get more involved with the show. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, Good for you guys. I went with uh I went, I went with Tony Finau. I I don't I'm lost. I, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, it was a panic pick. He plays great here. He wasn't great last week, although I think his last two rounds were better than his first two. So it, I could be talked into just getting some rust off. But I, I Finau at Torrey, he obviously contended there last year. I think he finished, I think he's one of those guys that finished T2, that group of five. Right. Um, 
and and he's he's just I mean Mark mentioned this earlier, but you you got to be long and you got to be good from tee to green to get around a place like Tory. And uh, I just I didn't I'm not going to pick Tony at a major. I don't think this is just kind of a good natural spot to to fit him. And maybe everybody else picked him too. I haven't seen it yet, but that's that's my pick this week. One other person has picked Tony Finau, KP. We'll get to that in just one second. I called up Greg because he's sitting at $2.3 million and he said he's going to the top of the board. He's not messing around anymore. He's trying to make up ground. He's going with John Rahm. I'll pause wow. here because, yeah, how about that? Doug Bell, you are not officially in the standings here, but if you had a pick for this week, is there someone that you'd be targeting for your one-and-done selection? Oh gosh! Uh, so I can pick anybody, right? You can pick anybody. He's only got one week. He might as well just he take should pick Rom. Rom. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, John Rom's a heck of a pick. Um, oh gosh! Um, listen, I, I, are the Noah Scheffler? Yeah, that's Do what. I mean, he was twenty-eight to one. Let's go, Scotty Scheffler. Why not? Scotty I mean, if he wins, how big is that going to be? Yeah, uh, about one point three, one point four million. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that factors into your 2023 salary. There you go. No, I'm yeah, loyal. I, I love it. All right. Uh, KP, the other person who's using Tony Finau, it's me. I'm going with him. Uh, I'm at 2.7 okay. million. Yeah, listen, uh, you, you nailed it. I think it's one of the better spots for him. You don't have a ton of natural fits for him later. And also, I noticed that Mark just used him so we can at least have an opportunity to make up some ground at the top mm. of the board so a little bit of strategy there as well. that's right uh producer jacob is through the three million dollar mark i have no idea if we're going to be able to hear jacob jacob do we have you for a pick i'll pop on real come quick on the camera. And, uh, get him over here here he is <laughs> there he is i'll probably go off the air and i'll get run over by a forklift but uh I'm going to go with uh, Vibin, just Vibin, as Kyle writes in the emails. I mean, it's going to pretty yeah. much by the end of the year be down to just V, and uh, we'll know who he's talking about. So DB, straight Vibin, uh, let's do it. $3.2 million. It is only $100,000 shy of the coach, who's at $3.3 million. He is going with Justin Rose. And Mark, you are wow. not only $1.3 million clear, but that might be a little bit of music to your ears, my friend. It is indeed, because I'm going that way too. J just so you know, I was vacillating between Snedeker, Jason Day, and Justin Rose. And the reason why I said this last time around, I just really struggle handicapping these fields on Poanio Grass on the West Coast Swing, because Sometimes you get the, the, the form guys showing up, the favorites. And then other times you get someone like an Alex Noren, for argument's sakes, who shows up and nearly wins the event battling against the JB home. So it's tough to handicap this course to me. Rose played beautifully last week. And between he and Jason Day, because I love the way the two of them were playing last week, I just went and looked at their records around here. And, and just, uh, Justin's stroke average is just a whisker lower. So I'm going with Jay Rose this week. All right, to recap from the bottom up, Sian Ajad is going with Sung J.M. Kyle Porter is going with Tony Finau. Greg is going with John Rahm. I'm going with Tony Finau. Jacob's going with Daniel Berger. Both Coach and Mark are going with Justin Rose. And a celebrity pick from Doug Bell going with Scotty Scheffler for this week at yes. the Farmers Insurance Open. Also, I want to point out in the chat, Coach Loopy 
is going with Xander Shoffley this week. And Coach Loopy is the winner for the $100 to Paramount Plus. So he'll be able to check out all the great movies and content and sports and all that good stuff. So congratulations to you, Coach Loopy. All right, gentlemen, that about wraps us for this week's mega preview pod, unless there are any final parting thoughts before we get out of here. Let's go. I think... I think Doug and I might do the our HQ hit over there uh, on top of a forklift. Yes, we'll just, <laughs> just raise us up to the death, and uh, that'll be how we how we enter the set uh, coming up. Hey, you guys have fun at Tory. You guys, I mean, I've been out there. You guys definitely get the award for uh, most enjoyable spot of the week. It's nothing like it. So we'll have fun here, but San Diego, La Jolla. Tory, tough to beat. And Rick, thanks for having me on. Good to see you. And one final thought. I think the coolest thing is that Jim Nance, the great Jim Nance, is calling the final round of Farmers from Kansas City, where the Chiefs and the Bengals are going to be playing the AFC Championship game. How cool is that? I mean, it's awesome. And I was on a call with him uh, last week. We, we kind of did this this opener conference call with him and Colt Nose and, and, and all these. Uh, Dottie, Dottie Pepper was on there. And he was talking about how, you know, he, he always looks forward to the next season, the March Madness, the Masters, the the NFL, right. all, all these different things that he calls. But he said, nothing. I, I don't feel anything as much as I do the the golf season upcoming. And I think that's, you know, that's that's all of us, right? Like that's how we all feel about uh, just what's about to unfold. We have no idea what it's going to be. Right. It might be Patrick Reed digging around in the grass again. It might be Finau winning for the first time at Torrey. It might be Rom with another win. But I'm just, I'm really excited to. We got kind of the appetizer, and now we're 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 heading full on into. Uh, this stretch leading into the Masters. So it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for it. Yeah, and Rick, the fact the PGA Tour sat down with CBS and they came up with this. Yeah. A Saturday finish, so I want to get into football. I just, I don't know. I just think that is it's a phenomenal cool. deal. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Wednesday through Saturday this week, we'll be back for round-by-round round recaps after each and every one. Big thanks to producer Jacob, does all the hard work behind the scenes. Doug Bell, thanks for popping on. Much appreciated. KP, Kyle Porter, good to see you, my brother. And Mark Immelman rounding out our team. Thank you very much. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.